those seem to be the areas where people want to secure themselves, where people want to define themselves, and perhaps make a name for themselves. But God basically says,、uh, none of that's valuable to me. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening. This summer, my family has been memorizing Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 to 24. And that says, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, let not the mighty man boast in his might, let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight. Declares the Lord. Now, this verse kind of dismantles everything that humanity tends to boast in, whether it's our wisdom, our strength, or our money. Those seem to be the areas where people want to secure themselves, where people want to define themselves, and perhaps make a name for themselves or gain respect or the admiration of others. But God basically says,、uh, None of that's valuable to me.、Uh, here's what's valuable to me. Steadfast love, justice, and righteousness. In the NIV, it says kindness, justice, and righteousness. And of course, we see these themes throughout the scripture. In Micah chapter 6, it says, With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body, for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? In Psalm 147, verse 10 11, it says, His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of a man, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope. In his steadfast love. And this word, steadfast love, it's this theme that keeps coming up. It's this word, chesed in Hebrew. It's the kindness, the steadfast love of God, his kindness towards humanity, his kindness towards sinners. We see it in、uh, Matthew 9 13 in the Greek. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and they're upset that why is Jesus eating with tax collectors and sinners? But Jesus Hears them and says, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. In Titus chapter 3, we see this Greek word mercy tied with the loving kindness of God. It says, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. By the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So, there are so many things that we get caught up in as human beings on this planet,、uh, whether that's making a lot of money or building up our bodies, trying to become stronger, faster, better at a sport. And these things may not be evil in themselves. Of course, you know, it's good to pursue being educated. It's good to pursue being healthy. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, Paul writes that bodily training is of some value, but godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So, 
it's okay to pursue being healthy and being strong or being wise or having a good career. But we need to keep in mind that those things are not esteemed by God. And so hopefully we have a healthy body so that we have an instrument to offer to the Lord for him to use to establish his righteousness on the earth. Hopefully in our career, we pursue a career that we want God to use to work through to bring more of his blessings to the earth, that we want to be a blessing. We want to be a manifestation of God's goodness through our work and through our careers. Hopefully, whatever we're setting our hand to is increasing the righteousness of God on the earth. The difference between what God esteems and what humankind esteems is seen most clearly in the way that we respond to Jesus. And the the first people to interact with Jesus, his own people who rejected him, they despised him. They rejected him. They executed him. And yet God exalted him. God esteemed him. And so as we build our lives, we need to just keep before us, what are the things that God esteems? What's important to God? Because these are the things that are going to shape eternity. And the more that we align our values with God's values, the better prepared we will be to spend an eternity with him, serving him, loving him, administrating his reign, his dominion forever and ever. I always find it really fascinating to hear people make observations about my own culture that I haven't taken note of myself. Because sometimes you're so close to something, you're not even really aware of how it influences you because it's just always around you. But in her book, A Framework for Understanding Poverty, Ruby K. Payne, she analyzes some of the hidden rules among different classes of people in the United States. She talks about people in poverty, people in the middle class, and people in wealth. And one of the things she observes is for people in the middle class, success is measured by achievement. And so one of the driving forces of the middle class is, is to achieve, to work, to be able to boast about what you achieve. What school did you go to? What career did you get? You know, when you listen to people, middle class people talk about their kids, one of the first things they'll say about their children is where they went to school or what job they're doing or what, what their achievements are, what their accomplishments are. Um, and that's different for people in poverty and it's different for people in wealth. But when I heard that for the first time, it, it just struck me as, wow, that's so true. Uh, you know, because I'm, I grew up middle class, I'm still middle class, and that's the majority of people who I interact with, they're all middle class. And so to hear that observation was really eye-opening to me. And it's like, wow, yes, like this is a middle class American value is what you can achieve. What school can you get into? What career can you get? Where, how can you work yourself up? Or what company can you start? Et cetera, et cetera. And yet these are not necessarily things that God esteems. And so I just wanted to take this moment to to remind us all and to encourage us to look back at the things that God values, that God delights in steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. Or uh, as Micah 6.8 says, He has told you, O man, what is good and what the Lord desires of you, but to do justly, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. You know, I so appreciated the way my dad uh, runs his business because he he always said we may not be the smartest people but we can choose to be the kindest and so he always had such an emphasis on being kind to people 
and just appreciating that everyone you're interacting with has their own set of burdens that they're carrying. Everyone that you're talking to each day is carrying their own, the, the weight of their own story and their own brokenness and their own sinfulness. And so just to be kind to people, you know, just to, to do your best as you interact with people to be kind to them. And when my dad got sick last year, at the beginning of last year, they put him on some some painkillers and some drugs that kind of <laughs> knocked his normal consciousness and normal personality out of the way. And it was like you were seeing the the most basic, raw version of who he was. And he was so kind. I told my family that uh, if they ever gave me any kind of drugs like that, that they would have to uh, pardon my language because I'm not sure what would come out if all of the filters were removed. But when my dad, when the the drugs and everything took all of his filters away, he was just so kind to people and so nice to everyone who came in the room. Even if he didn't know who they were, or he wasn't sure where he was, he was just a really kind person to interact with, even though, you know, he was in bad shape physically. And so it was, it was so cool to see that value that he had, uh, espouse for so long really expressed so sincerely in his own life. But for all of us, each day as we go through our day to remember that God wants righteousness to reign on the earth, that the righteousness of God is his way of doing things, doing things God's way, so that when we love each other and we serve each other, righteousness is manifested. When the disciples were having an argument in Luke chapter 9 about who was the greatest Jesus, it says, knowing the reasoning of their hearts, took a child and put him by his side and said to them, whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you all is the one who is great. Later on in Luke chapter 22 and verse 26, he said, let the greatest among you become as the youngest and the leader as the one who serves. So part of righteousness reigning on the earth is about us serving each other, because that's the model that Jesus gave us, he said in that same passage, the one who reclines at table is greater than the one who serves, but I am among you as the one who serves. So Jesus is saying, become like me, that Jesus Christ is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven because he laid his life down for all of us. So when we serve each other, righteousness is reigning on the earth. Likewise, when humanity is free from demonic oppression, when we're not deceived and led astray by the Antichrist spirit, by the lies and the temptations of the devil, we walk in the justice and righteousness of God. May the Lord be with you as you walk in his steadfast love, in justice and righteousness, knowing that God delights in these things. And may God give us all grace to adjust our measure of success, to align with his, to calibrate what we esteem to be in agreement with what he esteems, to pursue the things that God values. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hear your tenderness In every star that glows In every cell that grows It's clear your excellence 